بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه وسلم نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا الى الله باذنه وسراجا منيرا فما بعد فقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه وسلم ان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار يا اعزائنا الاخوان واخوات في الاسلام اوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله هو قال ان خير الزاد التقوى واتقوني يا اولي الالباب ماي ريسبكتد براذر سيسترز ايلدرز This is the second in my series of khutab called the fun focus on fundamentals. Today I want to remind myself and you that it is one of the articles of our faith to believe in divine destiny the qadar of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to be pleased with it. Rida bil qada This is proof of our iman of our faith and a sign of tawakkul. The Islamic understanding about destiny is that we have been given limited choice in our lives. Some things have been written for us and we and cannot be changed. In other things we have the freedom to choose what we want for ourselves. For example we are free to eat whatever we want. But what that food will do to us physically and spiritually is not in our control. Once it goes down, it will do things we can't control that. We can control whether it goes down or not. The best way to understand, therefore you might say well you know what is in my control what's not in my control. Very simple solution. Very simple answer. we have control over the things that we will be questioned about on the day of judgment very simple look at the questions on the day of judgment and we know what is in our control what is not in our control allah will not ask us because this is justice this is hadal adal how will he question when he is not given the control to us so he will not question there is a book of mine called questions but how will we answer questions but how will we answer it's on amazon read it 
So therefore, we need to be quest concerned about things which we will be questioned about. An Ibn An Ibn Abdullah bin Mas'ud radhiyallahu anhu qal qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam la tazulu qadam ibn Adam yawm al-qiyamati min 'indi rabbihi hatta yus'ala an khamsin wa ma hadha khams awalan an umrihi fi ma afnahu ما معنى عمر؟ عمر يعني الوقت الوقت في دقائقه وفي ساعته وفي أيامه وفي أسبوعه وفي شهوره وفي سنائه كل وقت هذا عمر لا تزول قادم ابن عادم يوم القيامة من عند من عند ربه حتى يسأل عن خمس أولا عن عمره فيما أفناه واثنين وعن شبابه فيما أبلاه وثلاثة وماله من أين اكتسبه وفيما أنفقه والخامس وماذا عمل فيما علمه ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه said that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said the feet of the son of Adam will not move from before his Rabb on the day of judgment until he is asked about five things about his life and what he did with it. What is life? Life is time. Yes, life is time. Every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every day, every week, every month, every year, time. What did you do with your time? What did I do with my time? We say, sometimes we are sitting out doing nothing and wasting time. What are you doing? I am killing time. You cannot kill time. Time will kill you. So, five things. Number one, about his life and what did he do with it? About his youth. And what did he wear it out in? What is the understanding of wearing out something? Meaning using it hard. All the effort of you, all the energy of youth, all the desires of youth are going in what? Are going in ibadatun nafs. Worshipping ourselves. Worshipping our hiwayat. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked this question. Ara'ayta mani takhada ilahahu hawa. In Surah Al-Furqan, Allah said, have you not seen Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? 
those who worship their desire their ila their god is their desire muhim lana wajib lana an nurakkiz ala al kalimat fi al ayat al quran لماذا الله سبحانه وتعالى يقول إلهه هو ليس يقول مهم لهم وفلان إلهه هو إله يعني ما 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 نعيله نحن نعبده الشيء which is worshipped is إله إلهه ما إلهه أهوا what is their god their god is their desires It is very important for us to think and reflect on every word in every ayat of the Quran. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala did not use words randomly, just like that. There is a meaning in the word in the ayah. Ilahahu hawa. Youth. And then about his wealth, how he earned it, and where he spent it. Is the earning halal? Is the spending halal? And then, what did he do with his knowledge? So, please understand from this that the quantum, the quantity of what we can get in this life is fixed. Allah is not saying He will question you about how long you lived. Why did you not live to be one hundred years? This is not a question. I gave you fifty years. What did you do in that fifty years? What did you do? Not how long. Aswa leisal mudda, mudda tul hayat kam la la la. Similarly, Allah will not ask. How long was your youth? How long were you young? No, Allah knows. What did you do? Allah will not ask, why do you have less money than Elon Musk? Why did you not become a billionaire? Why did you not own half of Springfield? No. Allah will ask, where did you earn? How did you earn your money? How did you earn your wealth? Where did you spend your wealth? Allah will not ask you why do you not own your house. If you do not own your house, you will go to Jahannam. Is it true? But if you own your house in a way which is haram. That's a different issue. That is a different issue. And if you say no, 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 you see, I had this mufti, and this mufti gave me this fatwa to say interest-based banking is halal in West Springfield in America. So when I die, put this this fatwa, put it inside my coffin. Believe me, on the day of judgment, you will stand before Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and you will search for that mufti. Rasulullah said, "You will not have iman until you accept 
and until you make your desire subservient to what I brought. Feet will not move on the day of judgment. And then, where do you spend this money? Good place, bad place. My family is suffering. People I work for, they don't have enough to eat. I mean, you say, please, why don't you give that man more money? He's working so hard for you. Why does he need such a big house? Uh-huh. So only you need a big house. And then the last one. What did you do with the ilm? Allah is not asking, how come you are not a mufti? Why didn't you make hips of the Quran? Of course, please make hips of the Quran. Nothing wrong. But if you don't make hips of the Quran al-Kareem, it is not a sin. But we know the Quran al-Kareem and we don't live by the Quran al-Kareem. That is a different issue. My brothers and sisters, an Abdullah ibn Umar, an Abdullah ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhu, maqal, kuntu khalfa rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yawman. He said, I was behind the Prophet ﷺ on a day. He was riding behind him on the same mount. Imagine, these are people who had a life, subhanAllah. We dream and we beg Allah, Ya Allah, show me Rasulullah ﷺ in a dream. I ask this dua for myself, I ask dua for you. These people didn't have to see in a dream. Abdullah bin Abbas was the cousin of Rasulullah ﷺ. He lived in his house. He slept in the same room many times. Because there are hadiths which he has related about Rabbi Nabi waking up for tahajjud and so on and so on, which show that he was in the same room. So imagine this little boy, maybe 10 years old or something, he's sitting behind Nabi on a horse. I don't know how many of you know riding, but if you have a, if you know how to ride a horse and if you take somebody behind you, what do they hold on to? You have this, you have the saddle, what do they hold on to? To you. Right? So imagine this little boy is sitting there. He has his arms around Rasulullah. Huh? Who is this boy? He is the one. And I won't tell you the whole hadith. That's a beautiful hadith. Some other day, inshallah. But he is the one who said Rasulullah. At the end of that story, he said Rasulullah put his hand on my chest. And said... Ya Allah, give him the faham of the Quran. He put his hand on his chest and said, Ya Allah, give him the understanding of the Quran. May Allah protect us from ourselves. Today there are, today there are people who say, What? Who is Abu Ibn Abbas? So he understood. I also understand. Inna lillahi wa inna lillahi. Did the Rasul put his hand on your chest and make dua for you to understand Quran? If you have no value for that, you will face Allah, believe me. Subhanallah, the worst thing in, the, in life is arrogance, is kibar. 
Please understand this deen is not mythology. This deen didn't come from somewhere. We have this deen today because people followed the rules. Because people understood adab. Abdullah bin Mubarak radiallahu he is called the Raisul Tabi'in. Him and Hazam Dasi Rahmatullahi. He said, I studied adab, I studied the I studied respect and manners for 30 years before I came to the Quran. Today we do not even have the adab how to sit in a majlis. We don't have the adab even how to speak to somebody. Seriously, please, this is not fun and games. So Abdullah bin Abbas says, Kuntu khalfa Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yawman faqal, and he said, Ya ghulam, inni, inni u'allimuk kalimatin. He said, oh boy, I will teach you some words. Listen carefully, what is he teaching him? Hey. لو اجتمعت على أن ينفعك بشيء لم ينفعك إلا بشيء قد كتب الله لك وإن اجتمعوا على أن يضرك شيء لم يضرك إلا بشيء قد كتب الله عليك رفعت الأقلام وجفت سحف on the authority of Abdullah ibn Abbas anhu, who said one day I was behind, sitting behind Rasulullah riding the same mount and he said, oh young man, I will teach you some words of advice. Be mindful of Allah, remember Allah and Allah will protect you. Be mindful of Allah, remember Allah and you will find him in front of you. If you ask, ask only Allah. If you need help, seek help only from Allah. And know that if, the, if all the nations, all the people gather together to benefit you with anything, they would not benefit you except with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already prescribed for you. 
and if they were to gather together to harm you with anything they would not harm you except with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already written for you the pens have been lifted and the pages have dried and this is in Tirmidhi hadith sahih the deception the deception the the, the trap of shaitan is that he convinces us to worry about things which are not in our control and already written and about which we will not be questioned the amount of wealth and material and power and knowledge and influence and all those things and he convinces us to not worry about things that we will be questioned about that is how we acquired all these things اقول قولي هذا استغفر الله لي ولكم وللسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه انه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا كما امر ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله قال تعالى ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد the antidote of this deception of shaitan i will share with you two words you know these words one word is what and the second word is how forget the what focus on the how very simple very simple antidote to shaitan This is also the antidote to depression it is the antidote to stress it is the antidote to worry it is the antidote to all the stuff that we are today burdened with every single thing that we are burdened with can be traced to that one word which is what not to the how forget the what focus on the how what do you have no how did you get it That's it. Are you married? Yes. Is that important? Or how do you treat your wife? What is the happiness of marriage based on? The beauty of your wife or the relationship you have with your wife? what is your sadaqa jariya based on the number of children or how you raise them are they muttaqun or you got a bunch of bandits right whether you have a good experience or a bad experience on the road does it depend on which car you drive or how you drive the car and on that let me tell you we are getting i have heard from several places complaints about our people driving like crazy coming to the masjid please don't do that it's bad for you it's bad for the image of muslims in this place 
and may Allah protect you and others if you have an accident it will reflect terribly on everyone apart from getting yourself into trouble please drive safely leave early come early there are two khutbas you don't miss you don't get my khutbah thank Allah get to the, go to the next khutbah alhamdulillah but do not drive fast don't break it's not a Grand Prix you are not trying to break speed records how everything depends on how which which university do you go to is that important or how you study in that university not the university how you study not who you marry how you treat that person not how many kids how you bring up those kids not whether you own a company or not how you run the company right how forget the what how is what will take you any places because the reality is what allah wrote is what we are going to get but allah gave the how in our hands imagine so beautiful this world no matter what we have we will leave it behind how many janazas have you prayed here in the last one year i bet you can't remember right Although I, I see some people here, mashallah, may Allah bless you, every janaza you are there. Some of them I see them only in the janaza. So I told you, how come I am seeing you today, I am not dead yet. Did, did anybody take anything with them? So you think I will take? You will take? So what will be left behind here anyway, Allah did not give it in your and my hand. Allah said, let me take care of that. But you know what we will have forever? Allah gave it in our hands. You want Jannah? Take it. Literally. You want Jannah? Take it. What do you want in this Jannah? Right. Design your Jannah. How many gardens, how many rivers, how many lakes, how many boats on those lakes, how many palaces, palaces in the air floating on the ground. How do I get to that palace? They asked him this question, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He said there will be people whose palaces will be floating in the air. The Sahaba, such beautiful people. Eh? They didn't say, ah, what's the technology behind that? They said, Ya Rasulullah, how will we reach there? He said, you will fly like the birds. You want to fly, my brother? Hey? Not an Emirates. I mean, actually fly. Allah gave that in your hand. Just live this peace right. Khalas. Don't play games with Allah. What Allah made halal is halal. What Allah made haram is haram. Khalas. Don't argue about that. Don't, don't, don't get into complicated, you know. The difference between the Sahaba and us, Rasulullah in a beautiful hadith, long hadith, I will not say the whole hadith, but he said, there will be a great fitna. He announced this. He said, there will be a time of great fitna. Says an Ali bin Abi Talib, he's sitting in front of him. He said, Ya Rasulullah, how can we escape that? Now put yourself in that place. 
What do you think you would have said? What do you think I would have said? Great fitna? Where? How will it be? Where will it come from? What will happen in the fitna? How many lectures do you have? People tell me also, please do a lecture on the signs of the last day. I said, I will not do it. I will not do it. It's a waste of time. Go read it. It is everywhere. We would have asked all these questions, right? None of those questions have to do with Amal. How will it be? Where will it be? What will happen? This will happen. That will happen. Nothing to do with Amal. The Sahaba, straight to the heart of the matter. Ya Rasulullah, how to escape this fitna? What must I do? Whatever is this fitna, whatever the nature of this fitna, whatever the nature of the trial, whether it's earthquakes, whether it's volcanoes, whether it's floods, I can't stop the flood anyway. How can I escape this fitna? Focus on the amal. This was what they were taught. Al-Mu'allimul Azam. ما اسمه محمد مصطفى صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم focus on the amal now how do you focus on what and how imagine this you're standing in front of this huge warehouse and the warehouse is glass fronted right complete glass fronted and you are standing in this front of this warehouse. In this warehouse is all your risk. After next Juma, I will do a series on risk. Risk is everything you need to survive in this life. Everything. All material things, all non-material things. Your family, your wife, your children, your husband, everything is risk. Your knowledge is risk. Your material money is risk. And all your Ferraris and Maseratis and whatnot is risk. And everything is risk, right? So now imagine this huge warehouse, glass fronted. You can see what's in it. Filled with your risk. There are two doors. One on this end, one on that end. This door is marked haram. This door is marked halal. Whether you enter from this door or that door, what are you entering into? The same warehouse. Not different way. Same warehouse. What's in the warehouse? What's in the warehouse? Nothing changes. Now the doors have... How many of you have been through Dubai airport? You know, if you go through the easy pass, there is a camera there. Retina scanning, right? It scans your eyes. And the gate opens for you. Now if you go there, and that gate is open... Can I, if I go there, what will happen to the gate? Will it stay open? No, because it's recognizing your eyes. Yes. So now these two doors, <clears throat> they have retina, retina scan cameras. And you are standing in front of that door called Haram. The door is wide open and you're about to enter. And I see you. Oh, stop, stop, stop. Yes. Tal, tal, tal. Enter through this door, which is marked halal. So you say, okay, I know Shaykh, Alhamdulillah. You turn around. What happens to the door? If the door is recognizing your eyes and opening, when you turn around, what happens to the door? It will shut, right? Now you panic. 
Are you panic? He said, Shut the door shut. I said, No problem, forget the door. Just come here on this side, and this door will open for you in the same way. Now Shaitan comes to you quietly. He says, No, 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 hold on, hold on. Tell him to open the door and show you. So you tell me, Sheikh, first open the door, then I will come. You know the problem with that? Will that door open for me? It's your warehouse. It's your rizq. The door will not open for me. It opens only when your face is in front of that camera. This little gap. What is that gap? From this door to that door. This is tawakkul. This is the test of our faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our faith in his kitab. Our faith on his Rasul alayhi salam. It doesn't matter how much Quran you know. It doesn't matter how beautifully you recite it. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. What matters is you have iman on Allah. <clears throat> and the test of that iman on Allah is. I take the leap. I say, Alhamdulillah. I walk. I come here. And what happens? Same thing happens. Door will open. The door has to open. And in Nu'man ibn Bashir radiallahu anhu qal, qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam al-halal bayin wal-haram bayin wa baynahuma mushabbahat la ya'lamuha kathirun min al-nasi famanittaqa al-mushabbahati استأبرا لدينه وعرضه ومن وقع في الشبهات كراع يرعى حول الحماء يوشك أن يواقعه ألا وإنا لكل ملك حما ألا إنا حما الله في أرضه محارمه ألا وإنا في الجسد مضغ إذا صلحت صلح الجسد كله وإذا فسدت فسد الجسد كله ألا وهي القلب في سيد بخاري والله هذا الحديث رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم النمر من بشير رضي الله عنهما said رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم said the law for the haram is halal is clear the haram is clear between the two of them are doubtful matters about which people do not know the one who avoids the doubtful matter clears himself regarding his religion and his honor and he who falls into the doubtful matter will fall into the unlawful to the haram as the shepherd who pastures near a sanctuary all but grazing there in meaning by the boundary he will surely get into trouble verily every king has a sanctuary the sanctuary of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is his prohibition is what he prohibited Verily in the body is a piece of flesh which if sound the entire body is sound and if corrupt the entire body is corrupt and that is the heart. And this is in uh, Bukhari al-Muslim, Muttafaqun Alayhi and Sayyid Hadith. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us and guide us and more inshallah like Jumaat. We ask Allah to keep us on the right path which leads to his pleasure. We ask Allah to save us from the shaitan and our nafs and all the 
وسابس اوف ذات اند ياسك الله سبحانه وتعالى بي بليز وذ اس نيفر تو بي ديسبليز ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار لا اله الا انت سبحانك انا كنا من الظالمين رب اغفر وارحم وانت خير الراحمين امين يا رب العالمين يا عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم عذوا يستجيب لكم ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون في المسلم